Just like that, right? Okay, once again, I'd like to welcome my mother, who's, who's with us here. Nice to see you, Robertson Goldberger. And we are going to be starting a, a section in the Der Hashem by Ramosha Chaim Lutzato. And it's um, on your handouts on the very first page there, page 47. And the lady at the photocopy store, I didn't even ask her, and she put that nice little picture on the Der, of the Der Hashem on the front page there. She did that all on her own. That was nice of her. Because it, it makes it look a little classier with that on it. Okay, okay, there's a sheer right back there on the table there. So page 47, and the topic really for this semester is Hashgacha, Hashem's Hashgacha, his looking out over the Jewish people, over the world, over all of reality, over each and every individual, all those things. So, Perak Aleph, this is the title, Be'inyan Hashgacha, so Yisbor Hashemo Bichlav. Regarding Hashem's hashkocha, his providence, his interaction and oversight and involvement in general, bichlal, in general. Letter Aleph, Yadua umavuar hu. It is known and explained, shakol hanivroim kulam shenivru, that all creations who were created, bein ha'ayonim uvein ha'tachtonim, whether they are higher beings, which means spiritual creations, like a malach, or whether it is a lower being, someone who inhabits the physical world. Hine nivru lefi. They were created because Sharoasa bohem ha Hashem saw in them, in his divine wisdom, Tsorech vitoelis. A need and a purpose. Lama shahu hatachlis haklali shel habria, for the general overall purpose of creation. So he's saying every single thing which exists, higher, lower, physical, spiritual, big, small, it's all here for a reason. Nothing exists in the world without a reason. And everything which is here, Hashem sees in it a tachlis a purpose for creation in general. And all of their natural laws and principles. They were fixed in and made to be their nature. According to Hashem and His divine wisdom, saw fitting. So the way an ant works and its instincts is programmed, so to speak, by Hashem, just like the way the entire universe and the galaxy works. Everything has a certain teva, a nature, the way it operates, that's all ordained by Hashem. L'fiha kavana shekivna banivrahahu, specific to the intention that Hashem had for that particular creation. Ve'ulam, moreover, me'oso hatam atzmo, for that very same reason, shenivru'u, that they were created, ro'ui gamkein, it is also fitting she'yizkaimu, that they would continue to exist, literally more to be sustained, to endure. Kol zaman he'yospam to'eles liklal habriya, as long as they have a purpose for the overall creation, they should continue to exist, Kamosha Zaharnu, as we have mentioned. So he's saying two things here. One is the creation of all things is purposeful, and everything has its place and its way. And the perpetuation of all things is also by Hashem's divine wisdom. Valkain therefore Ha'adun Baruchu, Hashem, the master of all things, Shabara Kol Hanivroim Ha'ila, who created all of these creations, Lo Yimana Agamkain, he will not hold himself back as well, Milahashkiachalem, from paying attention to them and from being involved in them. He doesn't just throw the world off into oblivion or anarchy, he's paying attention to everything. L'kaimam, 
to sustain them, in that condition, that he wants them to be in. Right, so that's an introductory but very yesodistic paragraph from the Ramchal about the overall purposefulness of all creation and everything that exists and its being sustained and enduring nature. It's all overseen by Hashem, and he would not hold himself back from paying attention to this. Yeah, please, Rebetzin. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that two things. One is that, so Hashem created everything with a certain nature and characteristics of another in order to fit the overall plan that he has. Mm-hmm. So then you have the Pira, mm-hmm. which would indicate to me that it's going gonna, it's gonna to go out of out Different of ways. So I was thinking, so I think I then I wanted to talk about that a little bit, but then the second part seemed like that that maybe is the only reason the Hashkoch is necessary altogether, because if God created everything a certain way to do a certain thing to run in a certain way, he has to watch over it. I mean, if he wants to, he can, but it doesn't seem like it's necessary in that things might not go right, because if everything's designed to only go a certain way, it's only going to go a certain way, except that the fewer changes all of that. And then my question, I guess, is regarding a person's nature who I am asking is de- is not designed similar to an ant, other, except that he has the fear. In other words, each person clearly has different inclinations, different abilities, and should do things according to that because I would think that's how, that's what God created you to do a certain thing just like an ant. You can want to do something like a crocodile, but... You were created like an ant, and your choice isn't to try to be a crocodile. Your choice is to do what you can do as an ant, which still involves the Hira. So, those are my thoughts. Okay, so now, the, the truth is that all of the things that Rebison mentioned, they're all further ahead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because you're talking about the Hira and a person, and the Ramchal, Kedarko, he builds a binion, right? He goes step by step. He starts here and he puts a level on that and a level on that. He makes the overall principle. Then he talks about all the systems inside of the structure. The most complex one is us, is the human being. And we have Bechira. And therefore, because of Bechira, Hashem responds to our Bechira, which is how he wants us to be. As he wants us to be, people who have Bechira. So, whereas an ant does not, you know, and a crocodile does not, but we do. So it's a whole different kind of hashkacha, which we'll get to, which we'll get to. And then also the idea that everything is around us, you know, and we're here in the world, it's another concept that we will arrive at, but the, the whole stage of the universe is set for us. Right? The reason a star does what it does, and the sun does what it does, and a dog does what it does, is for human beings. We are the purpose in creation. So their hashgacha is really secondary to ours. We are the center of the universe. We are the, the tachlis of creation. And the whole system that operates around us, it's not for its own sake. It's Laman, the human being, which is Laman, of course, Kavod Hashem. Because that, that yeah. kind of qualifies in, in my first question. Question, right. Which was... Then are we just in a completely separate yeah. category? Yeah. Of, uh, we are in a completely separate category of hashgacha. Created to do a certain particular thing. Thing, right? P- people do something which is earned devekas to Hashem uh, for eternity, which no other creation does. That, that's a whole unique type of hashgacha. So we'll get to that, Bezras Hashem, as we move through the, you know, the structure of creation. Yeah. Yeah. Please, Mrs. Fred. Right, right. So it's a difficult question, uh, I believe. And I think it's really both things are involved. That we do have Bechira, so therefore in Bechira it's possible for a person to make a bad choice. 
So we could therefore choose through our own unfortunately destructive acts to make a certain species extinct. We could choose that. However, if Hashem wanted that species to continue, then he would override our Mephira. Because we never have the ability to truly go against Ratzon Hashem. Right? We can, in the small picture, we can do an Avera and go against God's will. He's allowing us to do that. If he doesn't want a particular species to become extinct because there's some purpose in it that we all need, even though what we have done would call for that extinction, he'll override it. And that gets into another type of hashkoch of Hashem, which is the one that's not tied to human beings and human choice. It's Hashem is doing things on his ratzah. Okay, letter base. V'ulan, and moreover, kavar hikdamnu b'chelik rishon perik chamishi. We have already stated earlier in the Sefer, shetechilas hanivroim kulan, that the beginning of creation, this does not mean the beginning in terms of time, it means as far as the structure of creation, physical and spiritual, so what's on top, what's on the bottom, what's higher, what's lower, so techila, the beginning, the top of the structure, kulam heim hakochos hanivdalim, this is the Ramchal's language, they are spiritual forces, spiritual forces, so the top of the ladder of creation, there are a certain set of spiritual forces that are up there, and they, they're still there right now. Umehem, and from those kochos, mishtal shalim hagashamim, the physical creation chains down into existence. I'm going to talk about that in a moment. In a moment, vahadavorim bigashamim, and things that are here in the physical world, the chol pratehem, in all of their details, hinehem kafi ma, they are according to mashenetak alehem that which is transferred down to them, min ha-kochos from those higher forces, biprate b'chino in all of their specific aspects. Ve'ein dover katan ogadol bagashmi, there's nothing small or big in physical creation, shaloyiyelo sibo v'shoresh, that does not have a cause and a root, bakochos hanivdolim, in those higher forces, kafi b'chino sehem, according to their different dimensions. Ba'adon baruchu and Hashem baruchu hinehu mashkiach al kol eloha inyanim. He is involved and pays attention and supervises over all these things. Kafi mashabara'am, according to the way he created them. Dahainu, and that is, al hakochos hanivdolim barishona, first, the higher spiritual forces, Valkol Hishtal Shalusan, and then they're chaining down. Kafima Shahuba Emes, according to that which is truth. Vikhenhu Mashkiach Gam Kain Al Hapikidim. And he also pays attention to the appointed one, he means Malachim. Shahifkid Al Hanim Saos, that Hashem appointed over this reality, Kamosha Zahar Nusham, as we mentioned, Lakayim Osam Sam, to sustain them and their task, Lahasmid Lahem Akoach, to perpetuate their force, Shayifalu Paula Sam, in order to continue to act. Now the Ramchal just said in a very concise way what he described in an earlier sefer in the book. So I want to talk about it because in order to go further, we have to have an understanding of what he's saying here. And this is known as hishtalshalus. Hishtalshalus. Hishtalshalus is like the word shalshalus, it's a chain. And it means this, that the universe, if we would, let's say, let's say that it starts here, you know, where my hand is, that this is a spiritual realm. God created that. That's the top of creation. And then there's a chain, and the next link down is that same realm that was up there, but it's a little lower. 
and then a little lower, and a little lower, and a little lower, thousands and thousands and thousands of times until the bottom of the chain is physical reality, olam hazeh, as we know it. We're at the bottom of the chain. Now those forces up there, what he calls kochos, we're talking about chesed, gevura, emes, what we call the spheros or the midos. Those are the fundamental forces that God made so the world operates as it does. He's constantly looking at those forces, making sure everything is right. When he wants to deliver, let's say a bracha, into our world something uh, of blessing or abundance, so up there in those higher forces, Hashem delivers something to them. And then that bracha gradually comes down through all the levels of creation, funnels down, until it lands here in the physical world. It could look like parnasa, it could look like friendship, it could look like refua, it could look like geula, all the things we mentioned in Shemona Esrei, that's what we're asking for. So that bracha starts up here, that's what he means, that he pays attention up there first to the higher force. It doesn't mean they're more important. But in this ladder, in this chain, it comes down like that, all the way down. So the kochos are up here, and then we're down here. Now he also mentioned something, that every facet of every physical being is determined by what's up there. So that means, and he says this elsewhere, I'll say it in pretty close to the, Ram, the Ramchal's Lashon, every physical being has a spiritual counterpart. Every physical being has a spiritual counterpart. That's what the Ramchal says earlier. So that means that this stender in front of me, this piece of wood, which is the lowest manifestation of this mitzius, this existing thing, this has a higher source in Shemayim, has a higher source. Everything around us has a physical side and a spiritual side. And the physical side is a replica of the spiritual side, except it's in physical form, not spiritual form. So that bracha starts up here and it comes down, 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 down. And then that very specific bracha down here, what's its form? Money. As I said, friendship, child, it has its form. And that's an exact replica of what's up there. Now, two more things that the Ramchal is saying here. Now, Hashem designed it such that this process of Hishtal Shalus, which transfers everything down from the lower, from the higher worlds to the lower, that there are supervisors over this, Pekidim. And those are Malachim. Malachim are in charge of the transference and the delivery of that which is in higher realms down to the lower realms. So if you got the higher forces up here and we're down here, so in between, to get from here to here, Malachim are all involved making this tremendous flow of the universe happen. Malachim are there in charge of could. Could God be in charge himself? Of course. Is he in charge himself? Of course. But he, so to speak, delegates to Malachim. That's their role in the universe. That's their tachlis in the universe. And you have big overall Malachim like Micholel, Gavriel, Raphael, the famous ones that we know about. Those are very big Malachim. Then you have little tiny Malachim that we don't even know about. I'm just using physical terms. Ad kach that the Chachamim say that every blade of grass doesn't grow unless a Malach taps it and says grow. That's how the Chachamim say it. Every blade of grass. So that means all things, literally, big things, small things, have Malachim, which carry this whole system out into being all the time. At all times, it's happening right now as we speak. And Hashem makes sure that every Malach has its task, that it knows its task, it performs its task all the way through creation from beginning to end. That's the general idea of Hishtal Shulus. It's the kochos up here, the Malachim who are delivering, and then down here, we in the physical world as well. 
Now, what we're going to talk about later, but we didn't get to it yet, is that what about human beings and our role in this, but I don't want to jump the gun because there's a few more steps that we have to get to in order to talk about that. Yeah, please, Dory. Mm -hmm. Yes. So the malachim or lechem was kadosh, or, or is, it, is it that it's spiritual? And then I don't understand that. Sure. I don't think I want to use the word kadosh. I'm not sure that quite fit, fits, but light is a good word. So each time that level of reality comes down a level, it's a veil. It's veiling that higher level, and then it's a little lower, and a little lower, a veil, just like gradually coming down a little bit. A mushroom would be, you have a light, and then around that light you put a shade. So inside that shade is the brightness of the light. If you're outside that shade, it's the same light, but it's very much toned down. Let's say you've got ten shades now. You're going to get gradually lower and lower reduction of light. The source is the same, but every shade it's going to drop down a little bit in its intensity. So spiritually speaking, that's what's happening up there. Each level down is another shade, another veil. It's a little less bright than it was one level up. And that happens, as I said, millions of times, all the way till you get to the bottom of the chain, which is us. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, Sarah, please. No, you're talking about the neshama that we already have, that we're born with, or a neshama that attaches itself during our life? Right. The latter. Right. 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 Um, to help us, but then there's also the whatever. Right. Um, okay, I just want to make sure I understood what you were saying. Right. It's called an eborn neshama, what Sarah's well, talking about. With an ayin, because it means to be pregnant. So you are impregnated with another neshama. That's what it means literally. You're given another neshama in, in your life, ibor neshama. So the difference is that this is, this is the asoda, the difference. When it comes to a malach, it's functional. A malach is watching, it's protecting, it's helping, it's a functional thing. The malach is not getting a tikkun from helping us out. It's not raising in its level. A malach is constant, it's the same. It doesn't get better, it doesn't get worse. It is a functional being. However, when it comes to a neshama, which for whatever reason Hashem wants to attach to us, even during the course of our lifetime, now tikkun is involved. That something is getting better because of that. Both us, the person who receives that, and the neshama itself, which attaches itself, we're not aware of this, is happening on a spiritual level, it's getting some kind of tikkun as well. So it's a very different thing that the malachim are there to perform Hashem's Ratzon and carry things out, but they're not getting tikkun. They don't need tikkun. They, they are as they are. Anytime a neshama is in the picture, now you have tikkun, tachlis, deveku, schar, onesh. That whole picture is related to the neshama, which is not related to the malach. Please. We, we don't understand that. It's just that somehow it's to our benefit that Hashem sends it to us. We have, you could say it this way, I could say it in a general form, that we have an increased spiritual potential as a result of that. So anytime we have an Hashem, which, which we all do, then that's our spiritual potential, that's our tafkid. Hashem may choose, for His reasons, to increase our spiritual potential at some point in our life, one way of doing that is by attaching another neshama to us. So that neshama benefits, and we benefit as well. Yeah, Revison, please. Does that happen outside of being attached to a physical person? You mean in terms of neshamos? Yeah, like if, if, it, 
like some relationships form between people right. in your lifetime. Right. Is a way for that to happen through a, a relationship with a person? I mean, they oh, obviously I have their own neshama mm-hmm. that's unique to them, but also is there an attachment that's forming that's a tikkun for your neshama that's not just an association with the person that you're having, it's an association with a particular neshama that you're having. Yeah, m- m- most definitely. It happens through relationships, except there, it's not like that neshama becomes part of you. So you're talking about that it becomes part of you, it's right. not connected to anything else physical, but you... Not, not right now, right. right. It was at some earlier time. But right now, Hashem is sending this neshama to attach, attach itself to you, as opposed to through a friendship with another person, whatever happens, a mutual benefit for both people, that's a different type of benefit. Can I ask another question? Mm-hmm. So I, I really missed the boat for a long time, and I still am. <laughs> but kochos hanigdolim are not malachim at all. Right. It's a totally different thing. Right. It's, a, it's a force, right. it's not a malachim. Right. Kokos Hanivdolim are not Malachim. That's correct. They're spiritual forces in the world. Yeah. And that is the force that is responsible and manifests everything in reality that we have. Right. Everything derives from those kokos. From those kokos. And then the Malachim, there are Malachim that are overseeing everything. Are there also other Malachim that are doing other things like the Malachim that sing whatever their songs are singing? But, but is that singing in everything that any Malach anywhere does all connected? to the oversight of these powers coming through. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure. And and then that chaining down, it, it sounds to me like it, it is that. It is that in a different form. Right. But it is that. It's like that light, Marshall. You know, it's yeah, that same light, but it's, so it's filtered down. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And then... It is and it's not. Right? I mean, we, we have those qualities that are up there, they're manifested in us, but in a physical form. And they're not physical up there, they're spiritual. So it's not them, but it is somehow an extension of them. It's their rays, it's their radiance that comes down into us. But yeah. the, 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 thing is, the reality of reality is the light inside, or is that physical form, those shades, also it's all. something integral that is it's all it's all part of reality. It also has n- yeah. nitzchias to it. Yeah, it's all part of reality. But the Ramchal does say in certain places, if we really were to know how things are, be'emes, how they really are, then if we could look up at that spiritual set of kochos and get a true, clear grasp of that, then we would truly understand reality as it is. Now, our reality is just as real as that reality, but it's veiled so many times that it's hard to see what's what. But if we really could see with unbiased eyes and unaffected eyes, we would see this reality in its perfectly clear state. That really is what Ruach HaKodesh is. Ruach HaKodesh is seeing reality as it is without the veil, without the physical veil. Now, there are things in physical reality that are despicable. Right. The Torah itself says that. Right. But those things also exist up there? Yeah, there's a source of Ra up there as well. It has its own source. Uh, the Kochos Hatuma have their own source, absolutely. So are Kochos Hatuma within Kochos Hatmigdoma? I mean, yes. is that... Okay. Yeah. They're, they are up there as one of the Kochos, and it's on the side of Tuma. So yeah. those Kochos up there are, have... have there's Kodosh and there's Tome, right? There's light and dark. The, the, the Kochos HaKadusha have a much higher source. They begin all the way up here. The Kochos HaTuma don't start until you're well down the ladder. So the, the source of Tov is higher than the source of Ra, always. And therefore, good is by definition greater than evil. But they yeah. don't. They don't yeah. take their. They don't derive their source from the kochos. That's getting too complicated. Okay. I can't respond to that question. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, Julie, please. <laughs> so the malachim are only bringing down. There's only bracha coming from the malachim. It depends. Oh, it depends only. what kind of malach it is. It could be a malach hatov. It could also be a chas v'shalom from the legions of the malachim and the Satan and the Yetzirah, that's not good. 
it's overall good. Everything is for the sake of good. But there are malachim who carry out ra as well. And when we experience that, that is what we would call ra in the world. So, yeah. and this is maybe you can talk about this, but through our choices, can we, can we, cha- we, or we, we have the ability to change what the monolith is going to do if they're going to bring down Absolutely. Absolutely. So again, that's the human role in this big structure that we're going to get to, Bizrash Hashem, as to our role in it, which is significant. And we make a very big difference in terms of what those kochos up there look like. And we can help them, and we can hurt them, we can bring or we can bring choshech. And as a result of that, the malachim will do different things. So we're part of this, except we're not quite there yet in our picture, but we're a very big part of this. So their, their function is determined by our actions. By ours? And by Hashem's. Right, Hashem will determine based on what our actions are, what they're going to carry out. Yes, He will determine based on our actions, and He will also determine not based on our actions. Right, because He has a plan. Right, that's right. But there is that possibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So someone had a question on this side for a minute. Yes, please. Yeah. 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 Possibly. Doesn't have to be, but it could possibly. The Eber Nisham, the person gets another Nishama in their lifetime, which can happen. Can it be the person you're named after? It can be. But again, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. The, um, the Morvashemesh writes, that when Yosef HaTzadik was in Mitzrayim as, as the second Taparo, and the Shvatim came to him and he said, Miragli Matem. So he was at that point instructing the Nishamos of these great men, his brothers, to assist the Miraglim that Moshe Rabbeinu was going to send out to Eretz When he said, Miragli Matem. Yosef HaTzadik. So they're coming down to see him, and that's one generation, and they're doing what they're doing there, and that whole story. But there's another deeper story behind the story, which is always the case with the Torah. And in the Miragli Matem, Yosef is trying to benefit the future Miragli that are going to be sent by Moshe Rabbeinu, which are representative of each Shevet, by creating an Ibra Neshama from those Miragli to the future to help them. Didn't work didn't work except Yoshua and Kalev. But that's an example of that. Yeah, please, Mrs. Fred. You said good by definition is... Greater, higher than Ra. Yeah, and that's really a Yisodistic concept. You know, even though we say that whatever exists in good exists in evil and they're equal to each other, it doesn't really mean equal in the sense that they're the same. The power of Tov is greater than the power of Ra, always. has a higher source. It's based on Hashem's revelation, Gilui, and the power of Ra is based on Hashem's concealment, Hester Panim. And Gilui is greater than Hester. It starts in a higher place in the universe. Now, in our world, in Olam Hazeh, we don't see that because Ra is given a certain domain in our world and it makes it appear like it's stronger than Toth. In our world, it really looks that way. But truth be told, in higher olamos, going back to the Rebetzin's point, if we could really see reality right, we would see that Tov is actually greater. Is there another part to that, Ms. Fanya, please? Yeah, so the, the Ra is really in the service of the Tov for people to overcome. Right. The Ra is always in the service of Tov, right. And there's a lot of leeway in that. That's, again, based on our Bechira, because... We have the ability as people to use Ra not in the service of Tov. We have that choice. Hashem gave us that choice. It's called an Avera. Keneged Ratzon Hashem. But ultimately it's there to deal with it, to overcome it, to defeat it, and convert that power to Tov, transform it. One second. Linda, you had a hand up before? I did. Please. Um, in the transfer process, mm-hmm. That's a very good question. The, the general rule on that is no, they don't. A malach does not have bechira. It does what it's told. 
we all know that there are a few exceptions to that in Sefer Bereshis, that Hashem said the trees to be a tree and that the bark should taste like the, like the fruit, and it didn't. Didn't listen to Hashem. Right, that's, that's a Yotze Min HaKlal situation that has to be dealt with by Meforshim. How does that work? But the general principle is that there's no Bechira there. A Malach simply carries out what Hashem has ordained for it to carry out, and it does not waver. I see what you're saying. It's Hashem's call. It's Hashem's call. If that tov is money, then it's guilt. If it's friendship, then it's friendship. That's Hashem's call. Right. Thus is Hashgacha Pratis, what you're just saying. That's Mamish what Hashgacha Pratis says. That's truly straight from Hashem. A Malach doesn't say, oh, you know, Hashem said money, but I think he could use friendship a little more, right? He doesn't have the right to do that. It's God's decree. Dory had a cat, please. Yeah, yeah no, please. Go ahead. Yeah. Is that something that Hashem created? Or I always think of sometimes as something that, that, that man has made. Man made. It's really both. Because as we all know, when Hashem created the world, the world, the world had a nachash in it. And it was a nachash that seduced Chava to eat from the Eitz Hadas. No human being put that nachash there. Hashem did. That was God made. So Hashem made that source for Ra in the world. He made it for the sake of Tov, to have Bechira, because he can't get real Tov without Bechira. So God put that nachash here. He created it. However, he created it through Hester Panim. He created Ra by hiding himself. The more hidden God is, the more Ra is in the world. So we equate, equate Ra with God's, not absence, there, there's no such thing as that, God's concealment. Whereas Hashem created good through revelation. That's the ethode of the difference between Tov and Ra. So that initial Koach that was here, the Nachash, God made that. All the Ra that's man-made, which is unfortunately extensive, that began with the Ched of Adam and Chava. That's the first human Ra in the world, and all the Ra that follows that, which is the product of human choice. And God made a world which allows for that. Okay. All right, so we'll do a letter Gimel. I think we might have time to... Yeah. Okay, we'll do letter Gimel. I really enjoyed those questions. They're excellent. It brought out a lot of the material. Thank you. Va'amnam. However, bihiyos shenishtano haminho enoshi mikol sha'ar hamini. Because a human being is different than all other creations. See, I told you we were going to get to it, right? Shenitna lo habechira. Because people have choice. Va'hayicholes. And the actual ability. We are able to become more shalem through our choice or more chaser, more complete or lacking. And it's given over to us. And no other creation is like that. The nimsa bibachina zu poel umenia. And in this respect, man is the mover of the universe. Like somebody asked, man creates the changes in the forces. We're the poel, we're the doer, and we're the mania. We're actually the one who moves things around and changes reality through our bechira. The lone all and not acted upon. We're poel, not nifal, not acted upon. Therefore, gam ha-hashkocha alav. So the hashkocha that God has over human beings Mukhrach, it is absolutely necessary that it be different. From God's hashkocha over all other creations. 
So when it comes again, so let's say to this gender, it is receiving the ability to exist. So it's here. If it wasn't, it wouldn't be here. It's a one-way street. God sends down the koach through the malach that this piece of wood is here and it's here. It doesn't go that way. However, you and I in this room, when we do something down here, we're sending something upward. So now it starts on the bottom of the chain. And we're sending a message upward. We're the only creation that does that. That's what the Ramchal means, that we're poelumenia. We function and we move reality. We're movers and shakers in the universe. We move it. Everything else is a nifal. It is acted upon. Now, we also have a, an aspect to us which is acted upon. God sends something down to us and we receive it. We have that part as well, but we have both. And every other creation only has one. It receives. It does not create a change in reality like a person does. Kihine, now he elaborates. It's necessary for Hashem to pay attention and be involved. And to look out on the details of the human actions. That's really your question, Linda. Not just the maisa, not just the general deed, all the specific aspects of what we do. To then bring something back to us according to its ways, into what we did, the fruits of our own actions. The nimsa, so we find, that God looks out over all human actions and their consequences. The Yashuv, the Yushkachalav, and then he will once again pay attention. Kafi Haroi Latoldos Hamasim Hohen, according to that which is fitting for those consequences. Bifrat, specifically, Umida Keneged Mida, as we all know, measure for measure. What we do brings about a very certain response in Shemayim. Mida Keneged Mida, Ukamo. As we have mentioned before. This does not pertain to other facets of creation, other species. It doesn't pertain to them. Because their personalities, meaning those creations, they are acted upon. They don't act on others. And it's only according to what is necessary for that particular species to be part of the world. Because you could say, hold on a second, a lion jumps on its prey, it just did something to somebody else, it just killed it and ate it, like all the animals in the world do. Yes, but they're not changing reality as a result of it. There's no spiritual consequences. That's just all within its species, in order for a lion to be a lion and a deer to be a deer, that's all what they do. There's no effect, meaning no spiritual effect on the world as a, as a result of that. They're just living in their physical reality. Once you get a person involved in that, that's a whole different story. But the animal kingdom in itself, they are nifal. They receive according to what God gives them. Kifima, sorry, each species, according to what was fixed into its root, meaning its identity. Every species according to its own identity in reality. Because God's hashgacha will be to sustain that root, that source of that species and its extension in the physical world. So God wants there to bear trees and a forest. He wants that. All the different kinds and species of trees that he made, that's all coming down from above so they will exist according to the way a tree is supposed to be. According to the root of the reality of that particular species. However, human beings, 
she'ishav po'alim umeni'im, that we act on and we affect and we move reality, k'mosh zacharnu, hinei tzorich she'yushkechu bifrat. Hashem therefore needs, doesn't mean he needs, but that's the necessity of the reality, to have hashkocha specifically each and every facet of what he does, of what we do, is looked at by Hashem, and there's a response for that, purati, hashkocha puratis. Kifi according to what our deeds bring about. Lo pachos, not less, velo yoser, and not more. That's mira kenegen mira. We will elaborate on this even more with God's help, with the help of heaven, and that's the structure for which the other parakim will start to unfold. Rebison, please. Yeah. So that all of the things that are not human that are that are not poalim. It's not just so simple that Hashem created them to do a certain thing and then he sustains them, because once man's moving and shaking starts happening, those things are responsive. We're shaking them. So their rules are affected. And there's the Hashkafa that's set in motion from before any choice is exhibited is one thing. And then once all these choices are going on, that the reality of all those things is in, is, a, is affected. Right. So so that and that's Hashkocha process. Mm-hmm. But that original Hashkocha would person. just be like a sustaining of a, a system. unchanging system. Right. Right. But once you get man in the picture and, and human beings change the system, then the universe will change accordingly based on what like men who, do. Who the lion pounces on right. could be could a be result of a human choice. choice. Could be and could be could not be. Depending. Or even when yeah. the fruit ripens. Right. Yeah. So that world of Teva is Meshuba to us based on how Hashem created so reality. And that Hashkacha right. over all of that yeah. is taking all of that into right. account. Right, so just let's say using your marshal, Hashem created a tree, you have to plant it, you have to take care of it, a tree grows, it produces its fruit, that's teva. There's malachim who are in charge of that. So a tree has to do that, that's part of the structure of the universe, a tree has to do that. But as you said, a person does something, as a result of that Hashem says, wow, what a beautiful thing he did, this tree, this year is going to produce double. So that tree will now follow Hashem's order based on a person's actions. But the tree is already within its teva of doing what it does, but man can affect the way it does what it does through our Bechira. Please, yeah, Marlene. It, it, it may. It may because it's human, it's not animal. So all humans have freedom of choice. Jew, Gentile, observant, not observant, we all have freedom of choice. An animal doesn't. So it's human. But relative to what that person could be aware of in Torah and does not, then their actions, I'm going to say, are not judged in the same way because they are anusim, a victim of circumstances. They don't know that they're violating Shabbos. And even if they read a book and they heard that there's Shabbos in the Jew, they don't know Shabbos yet. 
That's a lot different when a person who knows Shabbos and violates Shabbos. So that Bechira is human, but it's also relative to what they know, what they're aware of, what they're conscious of. But it's human. There are consequences to all human things. And we can expand our Bechira. The more we learn, the more we expand our Bechira always. Right. That's right. Please, Mrs. Fran, yeah. Poelim, that's right. So they're spiritual nifalim. Right? They're receiving from Hashem what to do and they do it. They're not changing the nature of reality. They're carrying out what needs to be done, either based on Ratzon Hashem or human Bechira. One of those two things. Okay, just going to make a, a quick announcement. So uh, this uh, semester we're going to start five minutes later. I think every five minutes helps for everybody. I know it helps for me. So, it, it did, as it turns out, Rabbi Howard is not teaching after me this semester. So, I'm going to start at 9.30 instead of 9.25, 9.30, and then we'll go to 10.20 approximately. That'll be our, just five minutes more, but as I said, it helps, All right? Okay, I think there's another question. Ravison, yeah, please. Yeah. So, like, I really have a thing when you said the last yeah. thing, sometimes do the wrong thing. So, when we got, I think... Maybe if I have a certain time, is it Gabriel when he was supposed to burn, destroy the base of Mikdash or whatever he was supposed to destroy? It says he like he took that coal and he put it somewhere and he cooled it down. Mm-hmm. So, so I was thinking you said that that's of course you know you could say he didn't do what he was instructed to do, but yet no he did exactly what Hashem wanted right. to do. So there's a message in that that while we were right to be destroyed in this much fiercer way. It was cooled down because that was what Hashem wanted. Right. But but it was done looking like the Malach wanted to do it, that we shouldn't lose the message that Hashem was really angry. Right. Or something like that. Right. And Gavriel was carrying out the Ratzon of Hashem the way he wanted that to occur. The way Hashem wanted it right. to occur. Right. That's right. So it wasn't like Gavriel decided, oh, I got no. this really high cola, I got to no. cool it down. No. No. Okay. Have a great week, everybody. Nice to see you. Gazit and Zimmer. And even spring would be nice. <laughs> I'm sorry, one more thing, I'm sorry. Sorry, just one more announcement. If you want to take the photocopy with you, 